everyone. It's Maribel Blue with another Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk Airwaves. It's so nice to be back, even though I was on last week. <laughs> I think it's because um, I have not been doing the late night conversations because, like I said, a lot of things have been going on, a lot of different projects that um, I've been working on, and I'm trying to see if I hear myself because I did a test. Ashley, if you can hear me, please type in, I can hear you, because uh, I want to make sure that I'm, <laughs> that I'm being heard. This thing, um, I don't know what's going on, but anyway... Um, let me ask, can you hear me? I don't know what is going on. Come on, play. I think I am being heard. I think, I think, I think. Okay, yes. Thank you. I don't know why is it that when I have it on my earplugs, I cannot hear myself play back. Anyway, hey, everyone, it's Maribel Blue. With another KEM Top Talk Unfiltered, I am so excited for this show because, of course, I will be talking about my favorite topic, relationships. If it's not one thing, it's another. And it all ties into, of course, I've been catching up on The Bachelor. I'm all caught up on The Bachelor. However, I am not all caught up in my writing. I was actually writing the last two articles for the last two episodes because I'm really trying to type in like highlights I'm and then of course I want to fill in everybody who doesn't watch this show on all of everything that's going on because it's just crazy I mean I just wonder like where are women's self-esteem these days I just don't understand exactly what is going on and why this is happening. And I have to say that this season, the women of The Bachelor, and I know this is going to sound mean, and I'm so not sorry, but these are probably the worst women I have ever, ever witnessed on this show. Um, they have an assortment of issues that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> it's just, it's really frightening. You know, when I, when I'm watching the show and I'm thinking about just the craziness that, um, this season has showcased to us. And I even said it, I said, that it's a mistake to make Peter the bachelor. They're going to find only crazy ass, unstable women to pursue him. And of course, long and behold, here we are. You know, I, I forget how many episodes we're, we're in. We're in like week seven or eight or something like that. We're coming up on the hometown dates on Monday. And of course, this is whole you know, they keep playing up the mother crying, please bring her home to us. Who knows who the fuck she's talking about, whether or not he's going to really land with somebody. Now I'm, I'm seeing articles of him being with a producer. I mean, it's just crazy. 
And it's so sad that what started off, I guess, was supposed to be like the intent of finding love. This show has become a really big joke when it comes to finding love, <laughs> you know, and, and relationships, etc. So we're going to get into all of that. Um, I've got a couple of announcements that I want to make. So if you're just tuning in, welcome. I'm glad that you are here. We are going to play a new shout out that I got just about an hour ago. So let's get started with the show. Hey, this is Mistress Onyx, and you're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk Radio. Welcome, one and all. This is your host, Maribel Blue, and you're listening to the Saturday night special of Maribel Blue Unfiltered. Welcome. If you missed the show last week, um, I had the pleasure of interviewing Achilles. He is a rapper, he's a songwriter, he's an activist. Um, he is just absolutely fantastic. Um, definitely talented. Please go and look at my Instagram. You can find it on MaribelBlueUnfiltered.com. My feed is in there. There's a video of him um, doing like, I, I don't know if he wrote it out. I want to say freestyle, but he did like a new song. And it's definitely getting a lot of views. So check him out. Um, I was so pleased to have him on the show and um, to be able to discuss. He was born with one arm, and he talked about he talked about that and and just having that can do attitude of that nothing is um, not impossible. And I like that, you know, because you know we sometimes think to ourselves that just because certain events happen that it's always going to be that way. And we, we tend to just be down on ourselves. And here's a person who is a primary example of that. I can't is not in his vocabulary and it's just wonderful. So you need to check him out on last week's show. You will see it there. Um, and then the other thing, the couple of announcements that I wanted to make was finally the um, 
KEM Top Talk Interviews is now being featured on Skyhawk After Dark. You can see previous shows there. Um, like I said, there are shows still here, but they're all moving to Skyhawk After Dark. And then, of course, you can find them on iTunes. You can find it on Anchor FM. Um, and there's another one, Spotify. I didn't even know it was on there. I know I'm on iHeartRadio. So you can find all of these different platforms. You can download the app, and you'll be able to hear all of these shows, including Unfiltered. Um, even though Unfiltered is exclusively on Blog Talk Radio, you can hear it. It's, then I guess it's not really exclusive. You can hear it on these other platforms. But I did put the link up on um on kink emag for the kem top talk interviews and like i said the kem top talk interviews solely are the kinky magazine adult related style interviews and i interviewed cj cassidy he is an erotic author he has a list of books i mean i i'm gonna pull it up again on on the um on Amazon, but if you type in CJ Cassidy and the words CNJ Cassidy, um, you will find all of his books on Amazon The Switch, The Divorcee, CJ Cassidy's Bedtime Stories, um, The Tortured Soul Trilogy, These uh, Clown Town. I mean, it's just an array of books that he's written and um, his interview is up on Skyhawk After Dark, and I put up an article, like I said, on kinkymag.com. It's right there on the top. You can click on it. It has all of the links of where you could listen to all of the shows, download the app, never miss an episode. And also, there are other shows on Skyhawk After Dark that you can definitely support and tune in. Um, really great shows to listen to. And like I said before, we are working on so many things. This collaboration with After Dark, with Skyhawk After Dark and Kinky Magazine and KEM Top Talk. We are working on so many different things. We're actually um, helping out with another platform where people will be able to read their erotic short stories. It's solely short stories. It's not any chapters of any books or anything like that. It's not like, you know, I'm relaunching erotic experiences and erotic experiences is solely for published authors who are looking to get their book promoted. I will read a passage of your book. So if you're interested in having your book featured on erotic experiences, you can contact me at kinkymagazine at gmail.com. I would like all of those emails to go there. Anything that's unfiltered related, which is non-adult, of course, goes to mblueunfiltered at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to put that on the show portal here if I didn't put it already. I thought I may have, but I may have not. So I can type that in um, later tonight once I'm done with the show. So again, um, CJ Cassidy's interview on Kinky Mag, and I have the pleasure of interviewing for Domination Nation, the Amazonian Asha. She is I love this girl. She's from the Bronx. She's like me. She's super tough. Well, maybe she's tougher than I am, but 
She did a really great interview, and I'm even looking forward to doing something audio with her. I'm super excited about this. There's so many people that I want to interview, and I really, really need to get my ducks in a row and just start putting everything in order. Um, but like I said, a lot of this project work has been taking up a lot of my time, and um, I have not been able to do late-night conversations, and I'm not quite sure that um, I will be bringing that show back just because there are so many other things that um, I'm focused on. And, you know, I feel bad because I really enjoyed the late night conversations. I thought we were having a lot of fun in the chat room. But like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I was doing a show and I really didn't, um, enjoy the comments and the phone calls that was coming in that day. And I really felt disrespected. You know, it's one thing when you're entertaining people, you're joking and stuff like that. But when the jokes get over the top where I feel like my show has become a joke, that's when I just have to put my foot down and say, Hey, you know, um, this is not the way things are going to be. This is not the way I've been doing things for, you know, the last, years that I've been doing this and um, I'm just not going to let it happen. So unfortunately, the late night conversations will be um, on a hiatus. And if it comes back, it comes back. And if it doesn't, hey, like I said, there are plenty of other shows to listen to. Um, next week, a new interview will be coming out with Miss Mistress Jasmine Corvina on KEM Top Talk Interviews. And it was just a fantastic interview. It was definitely a different take on the life of a dominatrix and how she approaches when she's working with her clients. And, um, and it was just great. And I really, really enjoyed interviewing her. So that will be coming out next week. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say was I set up my cash app. So if you enjoy this show, I would love your tips. It's um, cat, dollar sign Maribel Blue. I keep wanting to say at because everything is an at with the exception of the cash app is a dollar sign. So you can send your tips there. And I greatly appreciate it because, you know, it's a trip <laughs> doing all of this stuff. So, um yeah. And then I set up the opportunities page on Kinky Magazine. So if there's opportunities that you would like to get involved in, whether it be writing, um, projects that I'm working on with um, one of the big projects that I'm working on is I'm looking for couples who are interested in relationships and how they incorporate fetish or swinging, any type of alternative that's not considered quote unquote normal, what people view as normal relationships. Um, so if you're interested in being interviewed, anonymity is not a problem. I am just looking for couples who are interested in sharing their take on um, how they incorporated different types of, in, um, not interviews, <laughs> different types of sexual pleasures, I guess, um, in their relationships. So with all that being said, I wanted to say that 
I got to catch up on a lot of shows. I felt like I was watching so much TV. It was almost, I felt guilty for watching so much TV. But, you know, these are the things that I have to do if I'm going to write any stories or any content for Maribel Blue Unfiltered. So I wanted to start off with The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And I was making notes over here, Margaret versus Danielle. Now, Margaret Josephs came on, I believe, two seasons ago. And I really, really like her a lot. She represents the the powerful woman, the 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 businesswoman. I mean, and when I say powerful, I mean powerful in the sense that she understands where she's at. She knows that she's not perfect. She knows that she doesn't have perfect relationships with people or what have you, but she does the best that she can. And um, so this woman, Danielle, who was on the show early on before I started watching Real Housewives, apparently she's a, a Pornhub star. And I found her thing on Pornhub. And believe me when I tell you, you don't want to find it. <laughs> the, Spare your eyes, in other words, because it's not something that anybody wants to see if you're trying to get off on porn. That's that's not it's not recommended. Um, so apparently, Danielle has had issues with Margaret. At first, they were friends. Now they're not. But you know, you can tell by this woman, and I'm talking about Danielle, that she is really not stable. Um, she definitely has a mixed priority of what friendships mean and the value of friendship. And of course, this, this is the type of person that you need to stay far away from because when they start playing that tit for tat of, well, if you're not going to be, if you you can't be my friend, if you're going to be their friend, that's like so kindergarten. It really, really is behavior like that is kindergarten. And I mean, even now she's a grown woman and she's still behaving like she's in kindergarten. She got into an argument with Margaret. And one of the things that she had said to her was basically throwing in her face of how she had an affair with the man that she's married to now behind her husband's back. Now, things like this, it's just very classless. Um, You just don't take somebody's past and throw it in their face. And the same way would be with you know, a relationship, a, a, a person that you're involved with sexually and intimately, you just don't throw the past in people's face. And I felt like the things that she was saying was so wrong. And um, Margaret threw water at her that led Danielle to pulling on her hair. It was, it was just insane. So that's what's going on with Margaret and Danielle. The one thing I will say is that Margaret should not involve herself with uh, Danielle's husband, Marty. I have been in a position where I was friends with the male aspect of a female aspect relationship that wasn't working out between the both of them. And here I was, you know, trying to give advice and they were both my friends. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, when you're trying to help out somebody, they're always going to go back to that significant other and talk about things that you had said and repeat those things. And it never ends well. 
And in this situation, in my situation, what happened was I had a friend who I knew she was the type of person not to be um, And she always wanted to be in a relationship. And I think a lot of the times that she was in relationships with people because it was about what she can get out from them. And in this situation, I believe that she had no place to live. So she hooked up with a friend of mine who, you know, was living in a basement, who still is, and um, and they got involved. And it really bothered me. It bothered me because I knew what she was doing. It had nothing to do with, because she was telling him, oh, it had to do with that I liked him. <laughs> That's like not even the case. Like I couldn't even look at him that way. A bag over his head wouldn't even salvage anything. Um, and of course it didn't work out. And of course he contacted me and it, it was just one thing just went lived after another. And long story short, we have not spoken till this day. Um, I think even if I tried contacting her, it would just be the same thing. You know, sometimes it's just best to move on from people who serve you no purpose, like zero purpose, as far as the friendship category is concerned. Um, if there's a reason why your friendship ended, leave it at that. Don't go back because there have been times that I wanted to like reach out to her and say, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? How you're doing? I know it's been a long time. And I know a lot of things have happened between us, but I just wanted to say hi. You know, sometimes people are just not receptive in that way. And that's okay. So to avoid any rejected feelings, I will just not contact her. And that's that because it just doesn't make any sense. Now, the other two ladies, Jennifer versus Jackie. Now, Jennifer is a very she-she, spoiled, you know, married to a plastic surgeon, lives in a big-ass house, has a couple of kids. And um, Jackie also has money, but she's not the type to flaunt it. And, you know, one of the things that I think can be very classless with people is that when you come into a sum of money, however you come into that money, whether you won it in the lottery, whether you married a, a rich person, whatever the case may be, that you now all of a sudden you think that you're better than everybody else because you have money. I don't know what, what's going to happen the day that I come into my own small fortune, which is what I'm working towards, I hope that I will still have the same attitude. I think it's, you know, demeaning when you come off as a person who um, thinks that you're a princess and everybody else is just beneath you. And it's one thing to feel like you are a princess and you wear that crown and you feel good about yourself and about the woman that you are, but yet another when you take that persona and say, well, everybody else is just a pawn around me and, and they're not anything else. They're not at my level. That's not a good thing, a good attitude to have when you come into money or even if you don't have money, because I know there are some girls who don't have money and they still behave the same way. And, and that I don't get. So 
Jackie, on the other hand, does have money, but she doesn't seem to flaunt it. So the difference, or I guess the friction that's going on between these two women is that one is a show-off, one is not. They start throwing jabs at each other at how, you know, they throw parties and whatever the case may be. And um, again, you know, just another stupid argument in the bigger scope of things that's going on in the world of who is having pizza at their party and who's having caviar. Stupid. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was, of course, the obvious of what's been going on with Teresa Judice and her husband, Joe, who did time. She also did time. But they did their jail time um, separately so that um, there would be a parent present for their children. And I think, you know, that was very compassionate for the judge to do that because the judge didn't need to do that. He could have thrown both of them in jail at the same time, but that did not happen. Um, as you know or may not know, but they, they were both uh, charged with, uh, bank fraud and um, there's another there's another thing other than bank fraud um, I can't think of it right now at the moment but um, Teresa did her time first she came back she was like this yoga goddess and namaste blah 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 and I think everybody bought it for a while until this season came along now her husband did his time but because he never applied for his citizenship and he had years when i'm talking about years like childhood teenager adult and he just didn't do anything about it so in this country in case people were not aware when you are not an american citizen and you're going through your paperwork whatever that may be if you commit a crime and you are not an American citizen, you will be deported. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I believe it's a law, or I don't think it's in the Constitution, but it is a law. And anybody who is not an American citizen is aware of this. So for people who are talking about, you know, the wall, blah, 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 all this stuff. At the end of the day, if you're not an American citizen and you do commit a crime, you're going to get deported. End of story. There really isn't an exception. And if there is, send me one because I don't, I don't know one that is. Needless to say, there really wasn't an exception with Joe. He was at a ICE detention center after he did his time which is where he went straight to now i've been watching teresa's older daughter um i want to i want to say her name is melania but i don't think it is i think melania is her gia gia is the the oldest daughter now She's 18 years old, very pretty girl, but her mouth, I think a lot of the time she really needs to shut the fuck up. I'm listening to this girl talk and she's just going off on this tirade on how her father needs to fight and 
you know, she's quoting things that she's probably heard the attorney say or things that she have made up, may have looked up online. And she's she's speaking with this conviction like she really knows what she's talking about. And I was sitting on the other end of my television like this girl really needs to shut the fuck up because you don't know what you're talking about. You, you're talking about how he is supposed to fight this. And the thing is, is that the man, you know, committed a crime like you can't take that away. They committed a crime. They have both been convicted of this crime. It's not like it could be expunged or deleted. It just, it's not going to happen. So for her to speak with this conviction, like she knows what she's talking about, I don't think that she does. I don't think that she understands the level of the crimes that was committed by her parents. And it's not her fault by any means necessary it's not the children's fault it's just fucked up you know that they have to live with this their father is now in Italy I know that they went to visit him because I have seen pictures and all of this stuff but um it's just a very complicated and fucked up situation to be in that your parents were not responsible enough and didn't think of of them, you know. If you're going to be a parent, the idea of being a parent is getting out of your selfishness. You can no longer be selfish. It's not about you. It's about your children. And, you know, unfortunately for them, they were on a greed level and thinking about greed and thinking about how probably to get out of certain debts, uh, debts that they could pay and bankruptcy and they didn't that was the word i was looking for you you declare bankruptcy you got to go in front of a judge you got to show proof to them that you do not have the means to pay back whatever monies you owe and if you're hiding money somewhere you're gonna get found out um so it's just a stupid thing to do you know, I always tell people, like, don't fuck around when it comes to, like, the IRS or bankruptcy or anything like that, because shit just comes back to bite you in the ass. I've seen it happen. Um, just don't do it. So this goes into the whole relationship aspect, because now I'm going to move on to Dolores. Dolores was basically a guest on the show at some point. Now she's on the show. I'm not sure when it happened. But Dolores was married to a very good-looking man. He was an attorney. Unfortunately, he got disbarred for some reason. I don't know what that reason was. Um, and her ex-husband lives with her. But she also has a boyfriend. <laughs> And this boyfriend is so non-committed. I mean, they, her and her ex-husband, they're, they're into flipping houses and they're, they're building a house for this dude who's her boyfriend. And it seems that, you know, a lot of the finishing touches that she's putting into this house, it's like her envisioning being in this house with him, whether she lives with him or not. The thing is, is that he's just been a super absent boyfriend. And 
I mean, even as a boyfriend, think of all the women that are dating in this day and age. And a lot of the men are just absent, period. But then imagine having a boyfriend who's absent, who's not there. And every event that she goes to, it's like, oh, David couldn't make it. He's out, you know, working because I think he's a doctor. He's a doctor of some sort. I don't know what type of doctor he is, but. You know, he's always working, he can't make events, he can't be there for her, and there was one event that she went to, oh, David can't make it, he's taking a sniper course, I mean, come on, you can't put off a shooting range outing, or whatever it is that the fuck you're studying, to go out with your girlfriend and keep her company. What kind of nonsense is that? Who does that? And what woman stays with a man who doesn't make a level of commitment to say, you know what, I'm looking forward to going out with you. I'm looking forward to this party. Okay, I understand it's the housewives. Maybe he doesn't want to be on TV that much. I mean, Southern Charm, you have... Uh, Cameron, whose husband is barely in front of the camera. I think he actually made his appearance the first time on the season finale of the show last season, you know, the last episode. Well, not the the season finale is what I'm trying to say, um, because we're still going to have more of Southern Charm. But he, you would never see him. And it was almost understood, you know what I mean? If If her husband wasn't there, uh, Cameron's husband. It wasn't that he didn't care about her. He just didn't care to be in front of the cameras, which is understandable. Um, but in Dolores's situation, it's not a matter of that David doesn't like being in front of the cameras. Is that he is not willing to make a real commitment. And then even having conversations with her ex-husband, Frank, and even with her and her daughter, you know, she just dismisses it and puts it off like, oh, well, you know, I like it the way it is. It's fine the way it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. How long do you think anybody would enjoy having an absent boyfriend or girlfriend? Who really enjoys that? I mean, I know I wouldn't. I mean, look, I've talked about a guy that I like and it's just fucking pointless. It's like, why even bother? I sent him a text saying happy Valentine's Day. I went out with him a week ago. I thought that something was going to transpire from that, but it hasn't. And it probably never will. And, you know, it just comes to a point where I have to say, I'm not going to waste my fucking time anymore in a person who's not interested in investing time with me. And he doesn't even have the balls to say it. So it's just like, it's stupid, right? Well, with all that being said, I'm going to take a short break because I'm parched. I need some water. So we will be right back with more Maribel Blue Unfiltered.
So, Lady Grace, what would you say your favorite submissive is? That is a hard question. I'd say probably my favorite are my corporal punishment submissives. As a compassionate sadist, seeing someone reach those highs, you know, caning, spanking, paddling over the knee. I have British schoolboys coming back again and again, complimenting me on my technique. So you must be pretty good at it. (laughs) I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. But I know that you have a lot of shoes. Oh, yes. (laughs) You are an avid foot fetishist. So you clearly love the foot worship sessions, right? Absolutely. Foot worship is the most pure form of true worship. A submissive abases themselves, but is allowed pleasure in their worship. Yes. And that is so lovely. It really is one of the most beautiful things about domination. Watching someone get down on their knees, caress your toes, appreciate the shoe that you've chosen. Yeah, I absolutely adore foot worship clients as well. So in order to visit either of us, go to www.mistressdaria.com and submit your booking form today to see either Lady Grace or Mistress Daria. We both look forward to seeing you at the Meridian. Garvey's Hotel and Bar was solvent until the 2008 crash. With imminent ruin on the horizon, Jody comes up with a radical idea to revitalize Garvey's, hosting orgies in the bar on the weekends. Jody convinces her conservative twin, Jackie, to try the new business plan on a trial basis. However, things come to a screeching halt when local law enforcement shuts them down. Jackie and Jody must team up with citizens in the small Arizona town to keep the orgy bar alive. Get all six ebooks of the Garvey series for five fifty five only on Amazon. A private shopping experience is always available at kinkeink.adultshopping.com. Receive all of your shipments in non-marked packages. Use offer code KEM2019 and get 10% off your entire purchase. Interested in bulk items? Contact kinkemagazine at gmail.com for all of your bulk party needs. And for everything else online, be sure to visit kinkemag.com. Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue. Welcome back to another Unfiltered. In today's topic of Unfiltered, we are talking about relationships. And are men really confused? And we're dwelling into that now. We're talking about the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Dolores and David's relationship. And is he really confused? Does he really know what he wants? Now, after watching, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty much all caught up, but from what they've shown on this show, it doesn't seem that this man is really interested in making a real commitment to Dolores. It seems as though that he is content with the way his life is going at this moment. Um, he is focused on his career. Now, 
there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong when a person is is in their mode and working on their their life goals and really enjoying their career. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. What is wrong is when you don't want to be in a relationship, but you meet somebody and then you expect for them to adhere to your lifestyle and how you want things to fit according to your needs and forget about the other person. This is not realistic at all. Relationships is about relating to one another and and how you interact and how you communicate and and the intimacy of it all. And um you know, and I see it in other people. I, I, I feel like I talk more about about it on an outside level because I see how people interact with each other. I see these things on television. I'm watching The Bachelor. I watch my friends. Um, I watch other people on Twitter, even on TikTok. I mean, TikTok has become such a stupid addiction. I even created my own account, and I, I have my little things up there, more of my animals. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into pranks, but I got to start, you know, devising things. And, and believe me, TikTok is giving me those ideas. So I'm definitely going to be putting some pranks out there. Nothing adult related. Thank you. Um, but when I think about all of these things, like, like I said, even on TikTok, I see a lot of relationships couples, you know, who prank each other. And these are young people, like the younger generation, I think they're more focused on being with one another, um, not investing their time on anybody else. I really think that they enjoy being together. And once they get comfortable, I don't see them moving on with anybody else. I mean, I, I there's this one particular couple, I think they've been together for over five years, and I'm sure they're in their 20s. They look rather young, but I highly doubt that they're going to break up unless something horrible happened. But I don't see like a, a breakup impending. I see the both of them really committed to one another. Now you turn around and you're watching the real housewives and you're seeing a grown ass woman who has grown ass children and she's wasting time with this man and like building a house and putting her finishing touches on it. Like she's going to be living there because even her ex-husband is asking, are you going to be moving in? Well, I don't know. I'll see what David says. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? How do you not know who likes being in the, I don't know phase. I don't, I do not. And this is the reason why with this other guy that I really like, I have to turn around and say, you know what? I wash my hands of you. Go fuck yourself. I can't do it anymore because I'm the kind of person, if you like me, say that you like me, but don't play games. Don't say, well, let's see where this goes. I don't have that time for that shit. If you want to see where it goes, fine, go ahead. I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm done. And that's that. I actually text that to a friend of mine because I will not participate in such 
immaturity. I don't give a fuck how old you are. I don't care how much experience you have. I don't care if your dick is big or small. I don't care about any of that. I care about my happiness, my well-being. Are you going to add to that or not? And if you're not going to add to it, then maybe you don't need to be in my life. If you're confused about something and you're not sure, I don't mind being friends with people and helping them out. But at the end of the day, if if it's going to hurt me in the end, I don't want it. I don't want to be a part of it. Um, I will not get in the way of anyone's paths, especially since I have feelings behind it. It's not right. It's not right to me. And I'm mature and old enough to turn around and say, hey, you know what? Uh, you have your life to live. I have my life to live. And when you figure it out, I'll still be your friend. I'll still be here for you. But I'm not sure if I'm going to have the same feelings that I have now. Um, and it sucks when you're in a place in your life where you're ready to settle down and you find an ideal person. And this is, I'm thinking maybe this is what Dolores is thinking while wow, this guy is a doctor. He has a shit together. I really like him. I like when we go out, but then he just has this elusive attitude of, well, he's not sure. He's not sure about things. He doesn't want to talk about things and he's not ready for this he doesn't want to have these conversations i mean come on dude get a fucking grip this david guy i mean i'm gonna be mean when i say this he's not really good looking he got no hair on his fucking head and i don't like bald guys i like guys who have hair on their head you know something that you can run your fingers through but you know why as a woman why would anybody waste time with that um, and it's so different from The Bachelor. I mean, you've got The Bachelor where one man, a whole bunch of women, they're all catching feelings. They're all investing their heart. They're all looking at this guy, Peter, and that he's the one, he's their soulmate, he's this, he's that. But everything you've seen on him is what you've seen on television, what you've speculated, what the, what the, uh, um, what the editors, people that are editing the show, what they want you to see. That's what it comes down to. And it's the same way with the real housewives, but it seems that, you know, with this dude, David and Dolores, I mean, what, what are you going to edit out? The guy clearly is not interested in being in a committed relationship. He would rather just, have her lingering around, and when he's ready to make up his mind, maybe she'll be there, maybe not. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. This, it's, it's like the shit that just drives me insane. It really, really does. So of course, me being me, I looked up some things on what, you know, how do you not. How do you know if he's into you or not? What are the things that turn a man off? So I found this website. It's called Thought Catalog. And the topic was, it isn't you he's unsure of. It's himself. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I guess that's a good way to look at it. Because if he's not sure 
and you're like in the midst of it, the last thing that I think any woman wants to feel is what are they doing wrong? Um, And it attacks every part of you. Like for me, the physicality of it, maybe, you know, I'm not right. I don't look right. My teeth are not straight. My hair is not straight. I mean, all of this stuff. I'm going through this whole phase now with my hair. I'm trying to embrace my natural curls. And um, it's very difficult because I'm not used to wearing my hair in a curly way. But, you know, it's starting to to look decent because all of the the hair is, is growing out and and it's becoming curly, I'm just going to have to buy products that will, you know, make my hair nice and curly. But anyway, I divert, or I digress, as I always do. One of the things that I, um, that I go through with all of this, is it the hair? Is it the weight? Is it the look? Is it because I'm not young? You know, it just, it's a variety of things because anybody who thinks they think they know how old I am, they don't know. And that's not something that I discuss because I don't want anybody to look at me as a number. I want people to look at me as me, as who I, who I am and who I present myself to be. So one of the, one of the points that they bring up in this, The hardest thing people don't want to realize about relationships is that they were the only ones holding on. The effort has got to match. The respect has got to be mutual. When it's right, you won't be confused. And this is the thing. This is so true because in my situation, I'm going to speak about my situation personally. Even when I was in a relationship with the last idiot that I was with that was living here, um, that even wasn't a real relationship. There wasn't a real commitment. It was about him. It was about his self-serving needs. Even when it came down to, um, you know, like I mentioned before, like when he left and he was talking about how much weight he lost. And it wasn't anything about, I fucked up. I wasn't ready. I don't understand the value of relationships. It's I I think for people, just men and men and women, whatever type of relationship you, whether you're a man who likes men, a man who likes women, women who like women, whatever, whatever the situation is, it's so important that people communicate their feelings and not in a self-centered, narcissistic way. Like all of these things happen because of the circumstances around me. I think about, I mean, look, last week I interviewed Achilles. He didn't sit there, not once in the interview did he say, well, I felt I couldn't do these things because I only had one arm. Not once did he say that on his interview. And I think about people have all of their fingers, toes, arms, legs, and whatever, and they can't even take the time out to communicate, to share honestly, and put away that egotistical, narcissistic behavior. And um, and this was the case with him. It was all about 
things that happened to him, the circumstances around him, if the circumstances were different, if he had a boatload of money, I mean, it was just one after the other. A lot of times when I think about him, I hate myself. It's like, I hate him, but I hate myself more for wasting so much time. I mean, I think about myself in that situation and how I was giving clues that I had lost interest. But then again, I have to look at the part that I played in. What did I do that I just kept at it in my own confusion, um, in my own guilt of feeling bad that this man had traveled out of his country into this country thinking that we were going to be in this fabulous relationship. And I thought the same thing too, but you know, uh, that was not to be. And in that, you know, in that case, it was holding on to something that was not real. And I already had come to a point where I was not going to have somebody in my life living with me, thinking that all of these things were going to happen, marriage and whatever the case he thought in his mind, that was not. And, and I had to say it, like it just wasn't going to work out. It just was not. But like I said, I treaded carefully because um, he had weapons in this house. And I never really wanted to say this out loud, but I'm gonna because there's no reason for me to keep this information because I'm not doing anything wrong. But when you think about it as a whole, that this man, he, you know, had the ATF transport weapons because you can do that for as long as you're filling out all of the paperwork and application and whatever the case may be the the weapons come apart you have to go and pick it up and show identification what have you i did not give permission to this person to do that so as a result i was not happy at the fact that somebody has come into my life and then they bought weapons without my permission to say hey maribel um, I wanted to know if it's okay with you that I could bring X, Y, Z, um, I contacted the ATF, blah, blah, blah. There was no such conversation. It was all about his big head and his ego and having that extension of having a weapon. Um, and you know, for some men, that's what makes them men, I guess. I mean, I don't know. But um, it was not for me. And, you know, on my end, it was the hardest thing. I mean, it's just the hardest thing people don't want to realize about relationships is, is that they were the only ones holding on. And in this situation, he was the only one holding on because he thought, it was okay to behave and carry on the way he was and that I was okay with it when I was not. 
in the situation with the guy that I really like, it's not okay that I'm the one initiating the conversations and wanting to build interest where there's none on his end. You see what I'm saying? So there's two different situations going on because in one situation, there was no interest. There was no real interest in both parties. One person was okay with sleeping all day, watching YouTube all day, playing video games all day. And then the other one is makes a minute effort, but then it just seems to falter through. Why is that? I don't know. But at the end of the day, you got to turn around and say, well, you know what? When you figure it out, um, good luck. (laughs) So again, like this article says, The effort has got to match. It has got to be mutual. You know when somebody's interested in you. I've had had people interested in me because I could tell they talk, they text, they reach out. They ask you how you're doing. They ask you how your day was. They want to be around you, not like in a stalkerish way because I've had that too. But, you know, you just know, you see the participation. Um. Here, she writes down, and if someone does leave you confused, walk away because it's themselves they're unsure of. But you know what? Even though they are unsure of themselves and who they are as a person having an experience, it doesn't mean that you, as in me, is not having my own personal feelings about all of this because Even though it's them and they're not sure about what they want, it doesn't mean that it makes me feel better. No, it doesn't. I'm still going to have feelings behind it. Why? Because I invested my feelings because I like this person because I was hoping that something would come out of it. So even though it could be them and it could be whatever it is that they're feeling, It's still not going to make me feel better (laughs) knowing that. But, you know, it's a good point in in this article. I mean, this person is sharing their opinion. And, you know, for the most part, I do respect and value other people's opinions for as long as it makes sense. Um, Don't think it's something you've done wrong. Don't think. It's you that isn't good enough or something you need to change. There's a difference between good enough and the person not being good for you. Now, here's a valid point, okay? The the valid point being is that there's a difference between being good enough and the person not being good for you. So then how do you value that on a scale of what is good enough? I mean, the examples... The examples here in another article that I found, 12 of guys' most common deal breakers according to a guy. Number one, um, well, no, I don't even want to talk about number one, but, um, hmm, oh, no, I didn't mean to read that. I meant to read read 12 signs that he's into you. So, okay, Um, the person being good enough, well, If you're good enough and he feels that he isn't interested in you, well, then here are the signs. 
There's another another article in the thought catalog, 12 signs that he's into you, okay? He will proactively contact you, call and text you. He will make arrangements to see you. He will be persistent, but not in a stalkerish way. His body language will tell you. So his body language, he probably caress your face, touch you, or, you know, whatever the case may be. There are obvious signs when somebody wants to be with you. Now, let's get into Bachelor a little bit in regards to this topic. Um, Peter, he's practically touching every woman <laughs> that's that's there. Um, and then the ones that he's really not, I guess, engaging with. Like there was this one girl, Cheyenne. She's not on the show anymore, but I really liked her because she was just, she just seemed like a real type girl. She didn't seem like fake or phony. She just had an air about her that, that was just your average real girl that you would see walking down the street. And she was shocked when Peter did not give her a rose. I think it was like an episode ago, right before the, the hometown ones, um, he sent her home. One of the things that she said was, be careful with these girls because a lot of the girls are not here for the right reasons. So hence the reason why I think that Peter just doesn't wind up with anybody because all of these girls are, are insane in one form or another. So does the body language really tell you anything? To be honest with you, I don't have an answer for that because there could be a guy who's afraid you know to touch you or be close to you but then he's like really into you and you don't know until maybe he communicates that with you I remember I went out on a date with a guy I think it's the same date just so long ago I mean it's just it was a really cool date um and I remember, I forget where we were, and we were talking, and we were just having, like, a really good time, just really engaged in the conversation. And then he comes out, and he says, I really want to kiss you. And it wasn't, like, something stupid. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, an awkward moment. It was, like, a real, genuine moment. It was romantic I like the way he said it, and we just kissed, and it was nice. And then we went out on the second date. You know it's coming, right? And this motherfucker, I get in his car, and he gets a phone call from some other girl, and she's arguing with him on the other end of the phone, and the argument was, that they were still in a relationship together. Because he, I remember he had told me he had a daughter, but that he was no longer with the baby's mother. That was so full of shit. And you know what? Me being the person that I was then, I got in the car. We went to the movies as planned. Because, you know, I didn't get dressed and put on makeup or nothing. So 
I don't care what's going on in your home life. You still fucking taking me out, motherfucker. And I'll never forget the movie that we saw with Telehaga Nights. I was hysterical laughing at the whole movie. It was hilarious. He kept getting the phone calls from the girl that he had to get up and argue with her. And I sat there with my soda and popcorn and had a very good time. And when the movie was over and he drove me home and he went to kiss me goodnight, I was like, no, bitch. I didn't call him a bitch. But I was like, um, no. You clearly are in a relationship that has not ended, and you need to sort that shit out on your own. Thank you very much. Don't call me again. And that was that. That was the end of that. Um, Probably any other girl would have been like, I'm not going on a date with that motherfucker. But you know what? That's what I did. I don't regret it. I had a good time because I was basically sitting by myself in the movie theater. It wasn't like I had a real date. It was like, you know, some dude picked me up. He bought me popcorn. He bought me soda. He sat me down (laughs) while he argued with his girlfriend, his baby mama, whatever the fuck she is. And when it was time to go home, he took me home. And that was that. Would I do that again now? Probably not. Most likely, no. Because now I have a different understanding of the other person's relationship and who they're involved with. And I will not get in the middle of that shit. I just won't. You, if you're in a relationship with somebody else and then you're busy whoring around and dating other people to see what you can find better without resolving the shit that you have at home, you need to take care of that first. So his body language will tell you, yes, a man's body language will tell you a lot. It can tell you if, you know, if he wants to have sex with you, if he wants to be in a relationship with you, if he's being real, you know, with his, with his intimacy, But you know what's so sad is that there are some men that are such good liars that you think that's what they want, and then it just ends up being something else, and it could be something terrible sometimes. Um, In comparison to the guy that I like, to the last relationship that I had, I mean, you know, a lot of things were painfully apparent that, you know, um, he did not like to have sex. Um, and he probably didn't like to have sex with women. (laughs) I mean, I hate to put it that way, but you know, it makes you wonder when, uh, when he's really good at certain things and he really liked that video from Erasure, the remake of, uh, uh, take a chance on me where the, the guys were dressed up in drag. He really enjoyed that. So there are signs, you know what I mean? It's like, look out for those signs, lady, because sometimes there are ladies, there are signs, you know, of men that um, they act like they, they want to be with a woman, but they don't, you know? And, um, and it sucks because I think in even situations like that, I think that religion, <laughs> excuse me, has played a part in, in that, in that guilt of, 
I'm supposed to like a girl. I'm a man. I'm supposed to like a girl. I'm supposed to, you know, like having sex with her. I'm supposed to have children. I'm supposed to get married or do the other way around. However the fuck, you know, some people do it the other way. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that there are people who get stuck in the ideology of what religion dictates on how you live and who your partner should be. And, you know, if you're smart, you shouldn't let religion dictate your life like that. You should be comfortable in what you wish to pursue. And if you're a man and you like men, then go for it. Don't be worried about what other people think or what family thinks. I know it's painful. I know that in some situations it doesn't end well, but, you know, I don't recommend harming yourself or harming other people. I recommend that you go out and get like real professional therapy. Like there are therapists out there who specialize in these kind of things to do it. Find yourself, love yourself, love who you are meant to love and don't pretend on behalf of what society thinks you should be. I mean, it's a lot of the reason why women dominatrixes that I interview, why they become dominatrixes, why they find themselves in this lifestyle, because there's the calling and they answer that calling, and they nurture that, and they educate themselves, and they find that what they're doing is much more fulfilling than being stuck in a cube all day um, and not really living life as they feel they should. So we're going to take a break. I need some some more water. We're going to take a short break. I'm going to talk more about you know, what guys want, are they really confused? And, um, and I'll give my final analysis of what I think. This is Maribel Blue Unfiltered. We'll be right back after this short break. is sponsored by Come Shoot Me. Check out Buster Brown Pictures at ComeShootMe.com. Hey everyone, this is Billy Myers. I'm the owner and operator of Dark Star Products. I make unique magical waters, oils, powders for all of your adept needs. I also make money poppets, mojo bags, talismans, and oleums, custom designed to your specific need. Check out my Instagram and my Facebook page, both Dark Star Products, and I hope to talk to you soon. Praise be. Hey, Dom, do you want to offer chastity key holding but keep your physical address private? Well, you can with the new Secure Key Exchange by Locked in Lust. Sign up at LockedInLust.com to be listed in our exclusive directory and exchange keys discreetly to and from anywhere in the world. Hey, this is Crumb from Getting Casual, and you're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk Radio. 
Unfiltered. Thank you to Casual Crumb, District Onyx, for their shout-out on this episode. We might play one more if we have a little bit more time. Um, so welcome back to the show. If you're looking for the chat room, I actually turned it off because I just feel like I have more concentration on my topics as opposed to what is going on in the chat room. I also think that after I did my show, basically saying fuck you to all these these phone calls and things of that nature that these people probably won't be coming back. And that's okay because you know what? The important thing is that um, people get something out of what topics I'm sharing and discussing and, and, and people that I interview. Um, and to me, that's much more important than a parade of clowns, uh, for lack of a better word. To me, that's more important. Um, so yes, getting back to the topic at hand, his body language will tell you. And I end it with that, um, you know, sometimes, uh, body language can mean anything. It really can. And, you know, the thing about relationships, I mean, let's take The Bachelor, for example. Peter is dating all of these girls. Tammy is acting like this is her boyfriend. There's a difference between having a boyfriend and dating somebody. You know, I remember I was having a conversation with a with a friend of mine, and she was asking about this guy. She goes, well, is he seeing the girl? Is he dating her? Is that his girlfriend? And it's like, you know what? Look, <laughs> for me, I look at it like this. When you're dating somebody, you are just dating them. There's not any exclusivity unless the both of you say, hey, this is going to be exclusive. I'm interested in just dating you and, you know, maybe whatever. And then if it turns into a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, obviously that will be the next step. And, and hopefully there will be a conversation about it and not just, you know, some invisible conversation I guess I don't know um so yeah like I said this this is just something that communication I mean you know it's important um so getting back to the article it isn't you he's unsure of it's himself and this is on thought catalog uh one of the things that she writes but a lot of the times And I have read before, don't think it's something you've done wrong. Don't think it's you that isn't good enough or something you need to change. There's a difference between being good enough and the person not being into you. But a lot of times when you invest too much time and effort into someone, we fall short in this mindset of building these people up and knocking ourselves down in the process, we are led to believe if they are rejecting us or leading us on, it is us that has to prove something, but that is wrong. That is an excellent point because I have had this experience time and time again, just wasting a lot of time with people that don't feel like I am worth their time 
uh, notification just came up that a horse out here in uh, in Arizona has the coronavirus. That's not even good, but we're not even going to talk about that. Let's just get back to continue continuing this topic. So when you find yourself, like I did, um, reaching out to a person who doesn't reciprocate a response fairly quickly, and then you keep doing that over and over and over again, thinking maybe maybe it's going to be this time, maybe it's going to be this time, maybe it's going to, and guess what? It's not any time. Um, I'm old enough to know when somebody is interested in me. I'm old enough to know when somebody is not interested in me in the way that I would hope that they are. And granted that in this article, it's because it could be that he's unsure of himself at the same time. um, Say something, say, you know what? I'm not in a good place right now, or I'm not in a place where I want to be involved in a relationship or, um, you are a wonderful person, but I don't think that it's going to happen between us. I mean, that's just, why is it so hard for people to say shit like this? It's almost like they get afraid and they choke up. Like the girl is going to be like a stalker. And, and you know what, for me, I, I have so many things in my, in my, on my plate working with Skyhawk After Dark, working on all of these different projects, interviewing different people for Kinky Magazine, writing content for Maribel Blue Unfiltered. I have very little time to engage with somebody who doesn't have a real vested interest in me. Um, and I, I won't do it. I won't. I won't. Um and you know it's hard and it's painful because I think when we really like somebody, we do have that hope that something will come out of it, and we don't want to give up. And I get that. I mean, who does? Who who wants to give up? Who wants to say, you know, I don't want to be in a position of um, what if? But then. Why be in a position where you're constantly being let down? It's not a good feeling. It's not good for the self-esteem at all. Trust me when I tell you. It really, really isn't. But then the article goes on to say, and maybe in your mind, probably what I just said, and maybe in your mind, this person might be everything you could want in a partner, successful, attractive, hardworking, driven, and maybe a lot of your goals even align, which is true, yes. But there's a difference between someone you want and someone you need. You don't need someone who's going to hurt you or lead you on. You don't need someone fucking with you because they are unsure of how they feel about themselves or their lives. Wouldn't you rather someone who is as sure of you as you are of them? Because that is what you deserve. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had shared that I wrote a letter to this person. And originally, the intent of the letter was to not share it with him, but just 
kind of get all of these feelings out. And then maybe I would have some kind of miraculous clarity. I ended up sharing the letter with him and I watched him read it. And at first, I think maybe he thought it was funny in some sort of way. But then as he kept reading, he realized that there were some real feelings in there that I needed to express because there were things that I needed to get out and talk to him about. And without getting into the whole nitty gritty of the letter, because like I said, a lot of it was personal and it's not really for public consumption. I know this is unfiltered and I'm supposed to talk about everything, but this, this is something that um, I really cannot share the details, but I will share a piece that I know that everybody will relate to about what we deserve in the part of the letter. I was talking about what I felt I deserved as a woman that I deserve to be loved. I deserve for somebody to buy flowers just because I deserve for that person to give me as much attention as I want to give them. And I wanted to have that experience with someone. And I wanted that to be him. I wanted it to be him. And I wanted it so bad that I think, you know, it was just this wishful thinking on my part. And I really believe in, in, in the laws of attraction that, you know, sometimes when you just keep going after something that's not being reciprocated in return, you're blocking a person that can actually be there for you. And who knows, maybe by me putting this to rest, I gave him the letter, he read the letter, and, you know, we didn't get into the whole deep down discussion of it that I would really hope that we would have, and who knows, maybe there will be some kind of discussion at some point, maybe at some point he will turn around and say, okay, you know, I want to talk to you about this letter, and this is my response, and this is what I have to say about it. The thing is, is that I can't have these unrealistic expectations in my head that he's going to turn around and say, um, I feel the same way or, or whatever the case may be. I have to be as open-minded to his response of the things that I said in this letter. Um, and, you know, I'm human. Yes, I hope that at some point maybe he will respond back. But I have to keep living. And that's, that's basically what this article is saying. So in short, you know, my question is, are men really confused? Well, my answer to that is no. And I'm, and I'm going to give you the reasons why they're not confused. I think that when, when a man is looking for his life partner, he has an idea of what he's looking for. It's the matter of experiencing the dating and going out on dates and getting to know um, different women or whatever the case may be. Um, and in my situation, because I'm talking about man, woman, because I, I like men. So 
you know, you take it as you take what you need out of this, this radio show and, and, and this conversation. Um, I was going to say something and now I forget. Oh, uh, are men really confused? Well, I was, I was saying no because of, of these reasons of the reasons of they know what it is that they're looking for. It's a matter of finding that person that is going to fulfill those needs that they are looking for. Just the same way like a woman knows what it is, what she's looking for, what she wants out of a man, what she wants out of a relationship. The thing is, speaking, you know, as a woman, I think that what happens is is that we get emotionally invested faster. Now, if you're a woman that doesn't get emotionally invested faster, well, that's great for you. And I'm not being sarcastic. I'm just saying that's good that you were able to find that balance. However, it's just natural for a woman to uh, to be more emotional and and to have these fantasies that a relationship is going to work out in what it is that they're looking for in a man. However, there are times that, you know, when a woman does find a man, that they start thinking that they could now mold him into something that they want because they have to fine-tune things. You know, I really like this guy, but there are certain things that I don't like about him. So I'm going to change these things. That way I get what I want. See, that's not real either. I always say that when you really like somebody, you're going to like them as a whole. You're not going to try and change their personality or, you know, what makes them tick or what makes them them. Why would you do that? I mean, it's the whole reason why you like them in the first place. So to change or tweak or what have you, compromise, yes, that's realistic because both of you are coming together from different worlds. You know, you have family and all of this stuff. But at the same time, it's not fair that you try and control or dictate how they should be now they're there with you. Relationships are challenging. It's not, it's not easy, you know. When I used to make meetings, I remember people saying, well, I'm not going to date somebody who's not clean and sober like me because they don't have a program and, and I can't deal with that. Well, motherfucker, what do you think? Did they can't fucking deal with your ass either? I mean, for real now. You're a fucking recovering addict. You have just as much issues as the next person. You're a human being. Just because you're taking... You're you're being clean a day at a time, and you're doing your 12 steps. It doesn't make you better than everybody else. That's not the case. So for you to say, well, I can't date somebody outside of recovery, that's also unrealistic. And that was the things that I got confused about because I'm saying, oh, God, that means I have to date somebody who's, like, clean and sober like me. Not necessarily true. I mean, the other jerk-off I was with he was drinking every fucking day. And that never affected me in the sense that it didn't give me a desire to drink. However, <laughs> you know, it wasn't 
somebody that I wanted to, you know, to be with because he loves cigarettes and smoke and, and drinking. Now, see, now here's the thing in my deal breaker, I would prefer not to date a cigarette smoker only because I hate the smell of cigarette smoke. I stopped smoking many moons ago. I can't be around it. The smell is horrendous and I have trouble breathing being around it. So that is a deal breaker. If I like somebody and they're a smoker, guess what? It's not going to happen because I just can't. I, I can't deal with that. But getting back to um, are men really confused? So I said no, because I think at the end of the day, it becomes like an audition. That's what I wanted to say earlier. It becomes like an audition. I used to study acting. I used to go on auditions, and I would get really upset when I didn't get the part. So I remember talking to somebody. I forget who it was, but it was somebody that was, you know, doing the audition circuit like I was. And I had asked, like, why is it that you walk into a room and you, you really do great on the audition and they're super impressed and they're considering you for, like, a lead role or whatever, but then somebody comes in and doesn't even have half of the qualities, but for some reason that they get the part. And they had told me that the director already has in their mindset of the person what the person is going to look like more than what they can give to the character that they find they can work into by teaching the person, Um, which I think is stupid because if a person can act, but doesn't look the part, but they can bring the essence of that character into the part for me, I feel is more important. Um, And I know that doesn't make any sense, but um, maybe it does. I don't know because then I started thinking too much about acting, but like I said, you know, the essence of what it is that you're looking for. I mean, you know, there are men, there are like really some good looking men I've seen. And then I look at the girlfriend and I'm like, well, what happened here? But you know what? It's, it's kind of like that that shallow how, you know, when um, this dude takes Jack Black and, and helps him look beyond the looks and lets him see the personality of the person. And that's basically what it is, you know. I Damn, I see his name, but I can't fucking remember. It's like, I got I to remember the name, the name of, of Tony Robbins. Yes, Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins, he's this life coach. He inspires people, and he helps Jack Black's character see beyond the looks of the person and was helping him to focus in on the essence of the person. And I think sometimes that just happens with like, you know, certain men is just like, it's for them, that person is beautiful. And then you could turn around and say, well, you know, love is blind or or whatever, but you know, to each his own. And, and that's that. Um, So no, I don't think that there's, so confused. Like I said, I, I think it's just a matter of 
auditioning <laughs> different girls and what it is that that they want or what it is that they're looking for. But confused, hmm, let me tell you, it's not a matter of super duper deep confusion. I think it's just a matter of that when they don't, when they know what they don't want, they're afraid to communicate that and tell you because they don't want to hurt your feelings. And I'm the kind of person that's just like, tell me, let me deal with my own feelings. I just need to know. I need to hear it with my own ears so that I would be okay and be like, oh, all right, I'm good. I'm hurt, but I'm good. (laughs) That kind of a thing. We're going to take a final break, and I'm going to, of course, reiterate some more some announcements that I made earlier at the top of the show. So we will be right back with the final parts of Maribel Blue Unfiltered. We'll be right back. Have you heard of the Vice? It's the newest chastity device from Locked In Lux. It's inescapable, comfortable, competitively priced, and comes highly recommended from both doms and subs alike. It really is the best. Find out why Locked In Lust is the fastest growing chastity company in the world. Use coupon code Alyssa B. That's A L I S S A B at LockedInLust.com for 15% off your entire order and 50% more point power towards future purchases. Hello, Dallas-bound subs and fetishists. This is Mistress Daria, kink enthusiast extraordinaire, inviting you to come stay in my dungeon, play in my dungeon, or visit me on one of the many extensive tours I do throughout the year. Learn more about me at www.mistressdaria.com. Be sure to read the FAQ and fill out the application page before contacting. You can also check me out on Twitter and Instagram as Mistress Daria. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks. You're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk. Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue. We are approaching the final part of the show. If you are just joining in, we were talking about relationships and are men really confused? We infused a little bit of The Real Housewives with the relationship with Dolores, The Real Housewives of New Jersey, I should say, the relationship with Dolores and David, and then infused a little bit of The Bachelor, Peter, and all of these dates that he's going on, and all of these girls that are losing their fucking minds, and somebody is on the phone, I don't know who it is, but I'm going to pick up, you are live with Maribel Blue Unfiltered, who am I speaking with? Hello there, this is Clay Douglas, how you doing there, Maribel Blue? I can't hear you, you're talking too low. Hello there, Maribel Blue. This is Clay Douglas. Hello. I I just decided to call in 
kids. I was listening to you on the internet. And you're talking about how women like to mold their men. Okay, so you see, this is the thing that I'm talking about. So I don't know who that was on the phone and what they were trying to say, but clearly they are going to prank and we're not going to have it on this show. So um, I just want to close up with the announcements that I made on the top of the show. Like I said, I am now featuring the KEM Top Talk interviews, which is the adult part of Kinky Magazine. So all of the interviews you will find on Skyhawk After Dark. Um, The next show will be featured next week with Mistress Jasmine Corvina. And I'm so excited. It was a great interview. She said something beautiful on Twitter um, the night that we recorded it. And um, it makes me feel good to know that people are happy with the outcome of the interviews and how all that went. Right now, what's being featured is CJ Cassidy. He is the author to many, many books. Um, no, what am I trying to say? Known for the book, A Tortured Soul Trilogy, the unauthorized biography of Nicholas Anderson, C.J. Cassidy's Bedtime Stories, The Divorcee, The Switch, Clown Town, um, just an array of books that C.J. has written. So that interview is live now. Mistress Corvina will be up next week on Skyhawk After Dark. And like I said, we are collaborating and working on different things to give more of the adult industry a chance to shine and show themselves and showcase their products and their branding. So this is just the beginning of many, many things to come. Um, And the other thing is um, we are also working on a platform where um, people are able to share their short stories. So if you have a short story that you'd like for me to read um, on the air, I would love to read that. You can send all of your short stories to kinkymagazine at gmail.com. And um, if you want to include your name in it or you want to remain anonymous, that's fine too. (laughs) You don't necessarily have to put your name on the short story, but I'd be more than happy to read it. And, you know, of course, a short story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, If it could be no more than 3,000 words, it's cool. And I will be reading the short stories from there. But like I said, we're working on different aspects of it. So if you could just be super patient about how all of this is going to go, Um, because we're hoping that people can gain some type of monetization from it. That would be fantastic. So more will be revealed in this new project. However, for published authors, um, Erotic Experiences is coming back. It will not be the same format as before if you're a published author. If you have your book on Amazon and you'd like for me to read a passage of your book, Please send that to kinkymagazine at gmail.com with the title of the book 
and your name, of course, and uh, I'd be happy to read that passage on the air. And of course, I will promote um, where they could find it on Amazon. So that will be erotic experiences. I will not be breaking down the book. I will not be having discussions behind it. It would just be a matter of reading a passage and hoping that this could promote your book, which is, you know, what we like to do. Um, and the latest interview on Kinky Mag is with Amazonian Asha. Um, her interview is up as well, and you can read all of these interviews, all of these articles on kinkymag.com. I am still in the process, like I said before, of updating a lot of the content on Maribel Blue Unfiltered. There is the latest Bachelor article there. Um, it's called, I'm waiting for this stupid shit to come up. It's called Meanwhile in Cleveland, which goes into the inter the interviews, the uh, date, it's more like interviews, the date that Peter had on uh, when they went to Cleveland, Ohio and Victoria um, dancing in front of her ex-boyfriend, Chase Rice. It's, it's all drama. Let me tell you, this Bachelor franchise is really really fucked up i can't even begin to tell you and i did put up my cash app there's a logo there so if you like this show and you want to tip me just um go to your cash app it is an app download the app and my name is the dollar sign maribel blue and you can send your tips there it would be greatly appreciate it because I do love doing this show. Um, I love interviewing people. And like I said last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing Achilles and you can hear his show um, right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash KEM Top Talk. And if you go on Maribel Blue Unfiltered, you can see my Twitter feed. Um, I'm sorry, my Instagram feed there. There is a song that um, I reposted that Achilles put up. Definitely check that out. So with all that being said, let's end the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being ever so patient with me. And this is Maribel Blue. And as I end all of my shows, always remember, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and most importantly, take care of you. Bye, everybody.